Hey there, it's Susan Bradley. And this week on the podcast, we're talking about how you can cut through all the overwhelm, all the indecision, all the noise in your head, and get the results you want in the fastest way possible. I'm excited to share this episode with you. I'm going to hop in and get to it. I'll see you there. Welcome to the Roadmap to 50K on Shopify. Each week, we'll take you behind the scenes of real stores where you're going to learn actionable strategies and tips that will fast track the growth and profitability of your e-commerce business. So buckle up. Welcome your host and Shopify expert, Susan Bradley. Well, welcome back. I'm so glad that you're with me and I'm glad that you're here for this episode because I think this is really going to... Uh, give many of you a lot of clarity about how you can get the results you want uh, in the most efficient way without having to try all the things, without flopping around, without posting in a bunch of face groups, really just identifying what it is you need and then finding a way to get. And I'm excited to have a guest with me. I've got Tina Barr on with me. She is a longtime coach in the inner circle. She leads our member success team, which sounds super fancy, but really what it is, is she leads our team of coaches and our team of mentors to make sure that we give our members the very most support that we can. And so Tina, say hi to everyone. You have been on the podcast before, but not Yes, I have. It's great to be back in this new role. And yeah, I'm really excited for this chat today. I think we have some great stuff for your listeners. Yeah. So let's, first of all, let's talk about the team that you lead, our success team that you lead. Let's talk about why because you have talked to so many people, so many e-commerce store owners, you've seen probably in the back of many, as many accounts as I have by now, but you've also talked to our coaches and our mentors. You talk to them on a regular basis. Let's talk about why it is so important that we have created, you know, why are we doing this? And what are the results that you see from people that are actually able to take advantage of this help? Yeah, I think like you said, you know, when you start out, it's like drinking from a fire hose. There's so many places you can go for information from blogs to podcasts to Facebook groups. And it's really hard to know like what's right for me. Where should I be right now? What is the right advice for my business and my goals? And one of the fastest ways to get there is to talk to people who've been there already and just have that one-on-one access, whether it's posting your question in the private Facebook group, or it's booking a, co- a call with a coach and saying, hey, I'm stuck on this problem. Can you help me? And it's just one of the few places where you can get that help. And it's it's not just help on little technical things, which you could get if you tapped into Shopify support, for example. It's really support and help on the strategy? Like, how do I get to where I want to go? Yeah, so good. One of the things that I I love that you mentioned is uh, talking to someone who's been there and that that's the best way to get advice that is actionable, things that you can use. And I just want to uh, lay it out there that I feel like so many times we, and myself included, when we're starting to build our e-commerce businesses, we we are listening to and following these people who have these giant businesses that, you know, might do $50 million or somebody on uh, a podcast that is doing $5 million or, you know, just people that are truly very successful for sure, at least have very high volume stores. And we are soaking in that advice. And, and really, what I, I have noticed, and I'm sure you could, would agree with this, that that's actually not the advice you need for the place you are in business. And you can get so much further faster by speaking with someone who is really just going where you want to go, but they're a few steps ahead of you. Exactly. And, you know, sometimes our goals are as, you know, kind of modest, but they're also important and they're the step towards the path of where you want to go. So it could be, I want to get my first sale, or I want to get a sale from a stranger, or I want to get a sale a day. Those are all reasonable goals to have. But somebody who, like you said, has a very established business, maybe they have investors, um, you know, maybe they have a lot of funding, they're 
their goals of, you know, whatever thousands of units they want to move each day is so different from where you are. So speaking to someone or having access to people who understand what you need to do to get to that first sale or get to that sale a day or reach, you know, even like with the roadmap, reach that first year at $50,000. Yeah. Now that's a totally reasonable, approachable thing that you can do, but it's hard to do by yourself in in a vacuum. Yeah. And it's never been for, more real for me than when I started uh, Sock Doggo, that, that the, the things that you do when you have a you know multi-six figure or million dollar company are not the same as the things that you do when you're trying to get to your first hundred sales or to $50,000. And so, yeah, I agree. And I guess what I want to talk about and just make it really clear to people is that when you when you do compare yourself or when you do take on these strategies that you've heard somewhere in a you know from a you know much larger business what happens is that you're often not successful with them and it's it's about how you feel like it's how you feel so helpless and that you just don't know what you should do next and i what i want to do is normalize that for people because the honest truth is and you know this tina that there have been days where i say i just really hate the doggo <laughs> <laughs> what the heck <laughs> You know, why am I, uh, why am I sitting here feeling like this when, you know, I know how to run an e-commerce business. I know how to grow one. But again, it's that beginner mindset is so far removed from that million dollar mindset. And so, so I want people to understand that however they are feeling right now, it's absolutely normal. But given that, and whether you're an inner circle member and you have access to our coaches and our mentors, or you don't, there are things you can do that will get you results faster. And so that's what we really want to point out here today. And so uh, uh, just for me, the way I break things down, I love to break things down into chunks. And when I think about the stages that we have, Tina, in our businesses and and where people are at, and of course we do this in the inner circle, but we're talking about people who are at that foundational stage and then people who are looking to grow their traffic so that they can get more sales and people that are uh, in the conversion stage. In each one of those stages, there are common problems that people have. And would you agree that most people, you've been on so many calls, most people haven't identified the problem right? before they yep. start looking for solutions? Yeah, I totally agree. And I think, you know, that's a really important point of identifying the problem because a lot of times the reason you started your business in the first place is because you're a maker or a designer or an artist or an inventor, whatever your category is inside there. And so you like to create things, but what you haven't embraced is that you need to be a marketer. And this is about understanding that the problem is usually not with your product or even your store. It's with your marketing that you haven't figured out how to match your product with the right people. And that matching game is really hard. And there's a lot of things that you can do, but none of them are easy or, I mean, they can be easy, but they take time and they take some skill and you have to practice them and you have to keep working until you find what is the right fit for your business. Yeah. So if we talk about those stages, like that foundational stage, and and for anyone who's anyone who's in that stage, let's kind of describe that stage. So, so that's, I think if I've got it right, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, it's somebody who's got a website launched and uh, they have a product, like they feel confident about their product. They might even have proof of concept, which is other people buying it at shows or whatever, but they don't know what to do next. Correct. Yeah, exactly. That's the foundation stage. Mm -hmm. Yep. And if we think about, and certainly we have lots of people uh, who are members in that stage, but if we think about the things that we see, if you're, if you're at that stage and you are trying to identify what you need to do next, here are the things that we see. Now, if you're an inner circle member, we have coaches for that. But if you're not, once you know what the problem is, you can go to a place like Upwork and find somebody to solve that specific problem rather than expecting them to solve all your problems with one action. So what are the things that you see at the foundation stage, Tina? 
Yeah. So the first one I would say is understanding how much traffic you need. And you talk about that all the time, that probably don't understand that you need at least 100 visitors a day, 3,000 visitors a month to see traction in your business. So there's that. But what goes along with that on sort of the technical side is how are you tracking that traffic? How do you understand where your traffic is coming from? And that's the next step into understanding the next level of your business, what's working and what's not working. So one source, if you're using Shopify, you do have a Shopify dashboard that gives you some information. But the other one, the main mistake that we see people make is they don't have Google Analytics installed. And so Google Analytics is a free tool from Google. You just open, you go to googleanalytics.com, you open an account and you link it to your store. And then there's another step, which you need to do if you're an e-commerce store, which is enable your store for e-commerce. And I'll let you talk about what data that gives you and why you need e-commerce enabled. Yeah. So you really need e-commerce enabled. And and that's really, so we see lots of people that have Google Analytics and you're like, oh, okay, let's jump in and see really what's getting you sales so that you can do more of that, which is what you can learn in Google Analytics. And, uh, and you get there and it's all zeros. <laughs> you're like, oh, because you can't go backwards and get that information. And so it's super important that you enable Google Analytics for e-commerce so that we can see, we can actually go in there and look and see, okay, here's where your traffic is coming and here's how traffic from each source behaves on your site. So we could say, hey, look, your traffic from email converts at maybe 5%. Your traffic from Facebook converts at 0.05%. And so when we think about, okay, how do I get the results I want, job one is to grow that email list and send more traffic to your site from email. So that's why that's important. And we see that all the time. One of the other things uh, we see, and, and certainly I know that we've helped people with is collecting while we're on that topic, collecting emails with pop-ups. We see when people are new and they're in this early stage, all sorts of interesting pop-ups, don't we, Tina? Yeah. Well, so the good news is if you have a pop-up, you're halfway there. (laughs) So a lot of people, because I, I know this as a consumer too, all of us have this hateful relationship with pop-ups. It's annoying. I don't want it on my site. I have a beautiful site. I'm a designer. Whatever your reasoning is, I don't want a pop-up on there. Well, it's one of those things, this is kind of a Susanism, you have to get over yourself because you are setting yourself up at a real disadvantage if you're not collecting emails. And so having the pop-up is just, it needs to be part of your business. You can make it look pretty. (laughs) You can make it pop up and maybe not after one second, but after five seconds, there's all kinds of strategies you can use to make it less annoying for the visitor, but you do need a pop-up. Yeah. And so what we tend to see, what I see often is a pop-up that says, join the fun or the kiss of death one, which is newsletter. (laughs) Yeah. Join the newsletter. Oh yeah. I can't wait to sign up for your newsletter. No. And so if you are halfway there, like Tina said, get the rest of the way there, get the rest of the way there and pay attention to that thing. So what that means is there has to be something in it for the customer. So is it save, uh, is it save, 10% on your first order? Is it a gift with purchase? Is it a giveaway? Is it I don't recommend this, but is it free shipping? It, it, It has to be something. And that has to be the main message. When somebody scans, they need to scan what's in it for them. Because if they just scan and they see join our newsletter, they can't shut that thing down fast enough. Like that's not enough. And so you really need to have a pop-up set up properly. And so when we're thinking about this, you might not really know what properly is. but And you might have to do some testing. But what we're saying is that's an identify the problem issue, is that just fix that one thing, and that's going to get you results faster than fixing all the things. So the other thing that we talk about all the time in this stage is that people are missing things on their website, like the all the compliance 
up. Right. So this one is really important, especially if you plan on running ads, but also just in this day and age of doing business on the internet. So if you go to your website, one of the first things you want to make sure is that in your footer, you have some key pages. One of them is a contact form. And ideally, it should also have an email address. If you have a PO box, if you have a Google voice number, it doesn't have to be your personal phone number. But if down the line, you end up wanting to run Facebook ads, any kind of Google ads, all of them will require you to have a contact form with your contact information on it. So if you don't do that now, you could be setting yourself up for trouble down the line. And also, it's just great customer service. What if someone has a question about an order? They want to buy wholesale from you. Customer has a question about a product. You need to have a way for them to get in touch with you. Yeah. So that's number one. And then the other ones, which again, if you're using Shopify or even I think most e-commerce platforms will have this now, they have boilerplate copy for terms and conditions for a privacy policy. So you can just copy that information. But the important thing is that you link those pages into your footer. Because again, if you don't do that, your store could get shut down from your hosting provider. You could get in trouble with your payment gateway provider, the ads companies were require that. So it's just one of those really little things that it's surprising to me how often I see it's overlooked on people's websites. It's because they don't know what they don't know. Right, exactly. It's it's just something that it's not it's not attractive. It's a lot of text yeah. on the page. It doesn't make your site look pretty, no. but it needs to be there. So yeah. and um, again, just check that off your list and get it done. Yeah, yeah for exactly. sure. And then the big thing the big thing that we know is that when people are at this stage, when they have, they're so invested in their product and their website and excited. And I think it, you said it, but was it you or I think I was talking to Kelly Barth who said it best is that they are, they're in that imaginary thinking land where they just can see a vision of how this is going to go. And then they launch their site and it, the breaks like bring you to a screaming halt. And it's because they have no plan beyond that point to get sales. And you mentioned at the beginning of this is that they have no plan for what's next. Right. Because it's all the fun things, right? Everybody wants to play with their logo and design their packaging and their unboxing experience. And all of those things are important, but once you have those in place, if you don't have a way to put your beautiful product or store in front of people and not just any people, the right people, the people who are willing to take out their wallets and buy, then you just don't have a business. Yeah. So think about it, guys. If this is you, if this is the stage you're at where you you may have launched even a year ago and not found a lot of traction, or you may have launched last last month, but there are things that you can do to get yourself to a place where you're going to get results faster. And so just to recap that, honestly, the biggest part is getting that plan. That is the number one thing. The next thing is to make sure that you are set up to collect some email addresses, because that's going to pay you well for the long term. The other thing is, of course, the things that just need to be done, enabling uh, Google Analytics for e-commerce and getting all your compliance in order so that you are ready, so that you don't spend any money or any time doing things that actually come back to bite you in the you-know-where. So those things to do. But more importantly than anything, and Tina, you mentioned it right at the first, is that you need to manage your expectations about how much traffic you need, and how long it's going to take you to get there. And so what we don't want is we don't want you feeling like a failure every step of the way until you get to that stage, because this is completely normal. And every one of these things are items that you can get help with. Right? Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, I think a big part of it, as you talk about setting that plan is setting yourself, what do you see as success? 
And I think sometimes we forget that success isn't always measured by sales. Success can also be, wow, I had my first day of 100 visitors. Or, wow, I collected five email addresses today. You know, Those are also metrics of success that you can set yourself those baby steps along the way. And then over time, you'll see, wow, at the end of the month, I actually have a decent sized email list. Wow, I actually have some good traffic. And then you can get into as... We, I mean, we can talk about the quiz too. Um, when you get out of the traffic stage, you get into the conversion stage. Yeah. For most people, you start in the traffic stage. Yeah. And so let's talk about a couple of other things that people can get help with when they are trying to drive traffic. So you've got yourself all set up. You've got your Google Analytics done. You've got a pop-up. And now you're ready to drive some traffic to your site. While we'd love to say that you can do that all without spending any money, the truth is that that's that's imaginary thinking too. <laughs> so so most people have to spend some money on on ads to get traffic to their site. And and one of the things that we see people really struggle with is all the challenges around the Facebook business manager and all the steps you have to take to be in a place where you can really run ads successfully. And so when I think about it, I think about many people have more than one Facebook pixel, more than one Facebook ad account. They do not have business manager, right? Facebook. Yeah. Or they don't have another big one is you don't have your domain verified. Right. Facebook. Mm -hmm. And to many people, this might all sound like, what are they talking about? But, you know, unfortunately, that's the world that we live in now. A year ago, even setting up Facebook ads was pretty straightforward. Mm -hmm. You connected your Facebook to your store and that was it. But because of the way the world has been changing, advertising, privacy laws, all of those things, there's now multiple steps that you need to take. And the good news is once you do them once, they're pretty much done and you don't have to deal with it ever again unless yes. Facebook changes things again down the line or the regulators change things. But it is important stuff. It is a little bit technical. And as Susan said, you, know, you can hire it out on Upwork or you can, if you're an inner circle member, we have coaches, we have training for it. But again, it's things that you need to own as a business owner is there is going to be a technical side. There are going to be these expenses. There are going to be these things that you need to do. It's not, it's just unavoidable. Yep. And if you want to get results faster, you're better to do it. So let's take a minute and talk about this because you're right. Whether you have it done as an inner circle member within the inner circle, or you go to Upwork and you say, Hey, I need someone to set up my whole uh, Facebook suite of things that need to happen before I can advertise. I need that to be up and running really well before I can go ahead. Whichever way you do it, what's really important here, the message I want to leave you with is, as someone who's not a technical person, is that like Tina said, this is not something that you're going to have to do again, probably. And if you do, it's not for a long time. And so there is a very little value in you learning how to do this. Or are you spending days on end tearing your hair out because it's hard and it's not intuitive and it's actually really, Facebook is not great at letting you know what the problem is so that you can fix it. If you spend a lot of time on doing that, that's time that you aren't spending on marketing your business and there's not a lot of value to that because because the next time you go to do something, it could be all different. Like you're not going to take that it's not like learning how to be an email marketer or learning how to uh, run a good Facebook ad or learning how to uh, really monetize a Facebook group. It's not like any of those things that you take that skill with you. This is like a, this is a good thing for a problem solver, someone who does it over and over again and knows where to look. And so I'm going to encourage everyone who's here, who's at that stage where they're almost there, they can see that they can uh, drive some traffic and get some results to, to hire this out. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, completely. Don't do it for yourself. Yeah, yeah, completely. You know, if you, I, I think of like the analogy of having a car, right? Mm-hmm. So you need to learn how to drive the car. You need to learn how to park, how to reverse, all those fundamentals. You need to know how to do that. But you don't need to learn how to necessarily change your oil or 
swap out your brakes or those, you take those to a mechanic, you pay, you get it done, but you drive the car. So it's the same kind of thing with your store. There's some things that you just hire out because they're totally back-end technical things that unless you really love learning that, and maybe you want to do it for other people one day, then great, go down that path. But the majority of people having a business, that's not where you should be spending all of your time. And the other thing is most of us have other jobs. This is a side gig that mm-hmm. isn't, it's not supporting us yet. So take your valuable time and spend it in the right places. Yeah. Love that. So, so that is basically what we see when people are just getting started out. Those are the things that they need to cover. And, and of course, they need to learn how to drive traffic. And I would love to tell you that there are, are many, many places that will teach you effectively how to drive traffic. Unfortunately, I don't know a ton of them. Like, I don't know how you can learn other than you have to test. You really have to test what works. So you have to be patient. You have to really kind of give yourself some grace and say, I'm probably going to do this wrong several times before I do it right. And, you know, in, in the inner circle, I feel like this is where we shine in with traffic boot camp and our traffic coaches that will help people find the best people, get them to your site and do it for the most affordable price. I think that's where we have huge value in our program. But what I would say to anyone who's not a member is understand that if you just set up a few Facebook ads and you don't get results and you wasted 25 bucks or 50 bucks, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Like, don't say, this is all not good. This is not going to work. Uh, la, 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 la. Because if you do that, you're not going to get results. And so what I want you to do is mentally prepare yourself that it could take me three or four months to really learn what works for me. And I'm going to make a lot of mistakes first. And this is just an investment in educating myself. Yeah. I think that's so true. And I think even too, you know, if you're listening to this episode of the podcast, you've probably been listening for a long time and go back and listen to some of the episodes with other members who talk about where they started and where they are now. And I mean, I was in the same place when I started in the inner circle. I was like, oh, I've got this. I have a background in advertising and marketing. I know what to do, but I knew what to do inside of a big company with a huge budget, with a team of people. I didn't know what to do when it was my own money and it was my own little store. And so I went into the trainings and I learned how to run Facebook ads myself and how to measure my results and how to analyze my Google analytics. And I mean, now I coach other people how to do it inside the group, but it's one of those things where it's not something that's intuitive and you have to learn it and you learn it from people who can teach you because they've been there themselves. And that's the important thing. And they can relate to where you are and, you know, not make you feel bad about yourself because it's nothing to feel bad about. It's just part of the process. Yeah. It's an education. It's a college education without the dorm room. Yeah. (laughs) Or the parties. Uh, It really is. And I think it's so important to normalize how it feels when you're there so that you don't feel like you're all alone and you're the only loser that can't get it. It's so not true. So let's talk about once people get past that stage where they and they actually learn how to drive traffic to their site. The next thing they're saying is, okay, by now, by now I should be getting sales. And often the case is your sales are still not regular. You probably are getting some sales, but you're not getting that sales every day thing that we're all looking for. And so some of the things I see that can be easily fixed can help you improve your results faster are really, I'm going to say there's no plan for conversion. So you spend all your effort getting people to your website. And now you need to understand kind of who buys and who doesn't buy and what do they do before they buy so that you can do more of that. And so I think there are things that you could track and measure that actually help you really get more of those results you want, those sales results. And so one of the things, of course, I think about is email service providers and the information you can get. Yeah, I think that's the number one tool that we have at our disposal that's pretty straightforward, but often gets overlooked. 
yeah. is like we talked about earlier, you're collecting emails via your pop-ups. So that's excellent, but it's not enough just to collect them. You actually have to talk to those people. Yeah. <laughs> so, Nobody wants to. They're like, I have nothing to say. Nothing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and my, actually what I tell people on coaching calls all the time is there's this idea, I think, like you said, because of that word newsletter that people expect, oh, well, I need to write a whole long thing and I need to tell them a big story. No, 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 no. Newsletter is not the same as email marketing for e-commerce. We're not bloggers. We're not newspapers. We're e-commerce marketers. So what I tell people to do is go to your Instagram. Most of us have an Instagram or even Facebook and look at in your insights, what your most popular post was that week. And it should be a post of one of your products or something about your store. Maybe it's a behind the scenes, maybe it's a product. Take that same image, that same caption that you use and drop it into an email with a button that says shop now or learn more or whatever your call to action is. And you know that that content is already engaging. People already saw it on social media. They liked it for some reason. So just present it to them in another channel because maybe they need to see it again and then they'll see it in their email. Or maybe they don't follow you on Instagram, but they are only on your email list and they're going to see it for the first time. And I think you'd be surprised that just doing something as simple as repurposing your social media content into email will bring you sales or at least bring you people coming back to your site and being more interested in your product. Yeah, that is gold, what you just said. It solves the problem simply. It helps people have an action to take when they're sitting there spinning. And when they do it and have some success, it gives them the confidence to do more of it. One thing that we need to talk about before we go ahead, and this is something, guys, that you don't actually really need help with. This is something that you just have to identify and get results with. But what we have to talk about, kind of the elephant in the room, is that how long it might take for you to actually see results. How long do you have to do this consistently before you can say, hey, every time I send an email, I get sales. It's like my ATM machine. It takes Mm -hmm. time, right? Yeah, it definitely takes time. Yeah, and again, it's a numbers game, right? So if you have 100 people on your email list and you're getting you know, 20% open rate, but a 1% click rate, that's not a lot of people actually getting all the way to your site. That's two people. That's, that's two people. people out of 100, exactly. Yeah. So what we need to think about is, okay, so if I have 100 people on my email list now, how? what are my strategies? What do I need to do to get to 1,000 people on my email list? Yeah. Do I need to run giveaways? Do I need to run Facebook ads? Do I need to change my pop-up language? Like you said, you know, what are the different things I can test that are going to bring me more and more emails to get to a point where I have enough email leads to actually get a sale when I send an email out? And that's basically the bottom line, isn't it? Yep. It's a numbers game. And so if you stop, if you do it three times, I'm, I'm sending three emails for the next three weeks, doing that three times, and then you say, well, that didn't work. You're just, you're, that's not the path to results. And so it would be far better to focus on that for 12 weeks or six months. Far better to do that than to be cherry picking ideas that you get from all over the internet. True? True. Actually, it's kind of funny. So at the beginning of the year, as one of the things we did in the inner circle was we set goals for the year. So for my own business, I set a goal and I said, okay, this is going to be the year of email for me. And every single month, I'm going to run a giveaway with somebody else. I'm going to do a partnered giveaway. It's one of our things that we do in the inner circle. And my goal is to get new emails every single month of the year. And I've been doing that consistently since January. So I'm already, what are we in September? I'm already starting on my ninth month of email generation. And each time I do it, I get a little bit better. I change my landing page. I change my copy. I change my giveaway prize. And I'm seeing better and better results because I'm learning as I go along and I'm iterating and improving. 
And my goal is that by Q4, I'll have a really big email list, way bigger than I had last year. And so that's my one thing for the year. And I'm working on it consistently. I know other members, I've had calls with them and they say, okay, this year I'm really working on Facebook ads. I'm really going to figure that out. Or this year, I'm really going to figure out video and I'm just going to spend all my time on video. And it's hard because you feel like, oh, I got to do this for six months or a year. But once you get to that tipping point, then you really see that it's working. So good. I didn't know that you were like, that should be a training in the inner circle, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to wait till I had my whole year's worth of data and compile it all. (laughs) So good. I mean, that's that incredible focus is how you get results faster. It's not doing all the different things. It's it's doing that one thing and and team that up. So incredible focus teamed up with managing your expectations about not expecting instant success. I think that's where the gold is. So good. The other thing I just want to bring forward as we're talking about is that many people who are not members might not know that pretty much everyone who is a coach or a mentor in the inner circle, actually everyone. Uh, Other than our technical coaches, they are store owners too. Yes. Yeah. They, they understand it from the perspective of a store owner, but also as an expert in their field. So that's what makes it so nice. I mean, I book calls with the coaches all the time myself because I want their perspective on my business or I'm not great at certain things. So, you know, sometimes I need ideas for marketing events and I'll call up Tanya. (laughs) Yeah, I need help with this, you know. Yeah, Yeah. so it's being able to tap into people. And even if you don't want to book with a coach, even just the community in the group, I would say is it's something that I hear all the time. Like I'm so lonely. I didn't realize it was going to be me sitting in my living room or my basement or wherever my office is with my computer and having no interaction with anyone and being able to talk to other store owners, talk about your frustrations, realize that you're not alone. And also having somebody to celebrate your wins, you know, because sometimes your partner, your spouse, they're like, you what? I don't get it. (laughs) Like like you're you're excited that you hit a thousand Facebook page followers. Why is that exciting? I don't get it. (laughs) So people who understand what these milestones mean to us. Yeah. So I think what you're saying is, I mean, of course, we always want people to be with us in the inner circle. But even if you're not, what you're saying is create a community for yourself. Don't work in a vacuum. Find some friends and have a regular, you know, chat about what. Yeah, I call it the business bestie, you know, (laughs) so having that other person and maybe they're at the same level as you. Maybe they just also have an online business, someone that you can talk to that speaks the same language. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. You know, and even in the uh, the free group, you can post things there. Yes. All of us hang out there and, you know, we'll answer questions or if you just want to say like, "Hey, I got my first sale." Like, we'll cheer you on. Yeah, we'll have so a party. Yeah. yeah, we'll have a party. Yeah. Just join us there in the, the roadmap to 50k. I think exactly. most people are there. So, back to conversion, back to getting mm. sales. So, what we know is that the one thing we see all the time when people are like, "Oh, I'm just not getting the sales I want is we see that you're not sending email, you're not focusing on email. And you're not sending email on a regular basis. And whether you hate email or you love email, the fact remains that what I see time and time again, is a web visitor from uh, email, a web visitor from an email. So they clicked on an email to your site, they're like seven times more likely to buy something than a person who you send to your site from some other source, social media. So just every time you don't want to do it, have a little chat with yourself about that. Do I want to give myself a real advantage or am I going to just sit here and, you know, spin in circles? So that's, that's the other thing I want to say is that you need to do that. The other thing I want to share with you is I don't think it's wise to, um, to use an email service provider that doesn't give you a deep integration with your store and allow you to see how your clients are behaving. And even more so 
it's important now after iOS 14 than it was before. And so this is not the time when you're looking to grow your sales to do some email service provider hopping and shopping and trying to figure out how to get the cheapest deal. Would you agree? Yeah. And I think a lot of it, it doesn't even come down to the cheapest deal. The one place I see people get hung up is, but the emails don't look pretty. So, right. I hear that all the time. Well, I don't like the one that you recommend, which is Klaviyo, because the emails don't have the font that I want or don't have the, they don't have the beautiful styling and I get it. But at the end of the day, you don't want people spending a ton of time on that email. You want them going in that email and taking an action. And that action should be clicking and getting back to your website. So, and sometimes, you know, the the funny thing, the ironic thing I would say is the most effective emails are the ones with no images, the text only, and they just have a hyperlink that says learn more or shop now, or come see what I'm talking about, you know, and you don't need a fancy email service provider for that. You just need one that gives you the data so you can analyze your results. Yeah, this is a get over yourself moment again. So don't get don't throw that up as a barrier, whether it's that the emails aren't beautiful or I don't want to spend the money on a, a platform like Klaviyo. What you really want is you really want to be able to jump into your email service provider and you want to make a segment of people who have looked at a product three times in the last month and they haven't bought it and you want to send them another email because that's how you're going to get sales not a beautiful email and so you need and of course we recommend Klaviyo and that's uh you know kind of a big deal because it took me a long time to get to the place where I thought oh Klaviyo really is the best for e-commerce but it's the ability to do these things that you really need because that's going to get you the results you want faster than spending your time making a beautiful email or figuring out how you can save 15 bucks a month. Right. Exactly. And then I'd say, you know, also when you get Klaviyo installed, spend a little time just reading through their documentation. They have great videos or again, you know, ask in the group or book with the coach, but there's things that you need to just like with Shopify and Facebook, there's things you need to turn on. You need to turn on your abandoned cart emails. (laughs) You should turn on your welcome email. So someone does sign up for that pop-up for 10% off that it doesn't just show up as here's your code, but they also get an email with that code because maybe they need to come back later. Maybe they're on their phone and they want to look at it on the computer. There's all kinds of consumer behavior that happens behind the scenes. And so we want to make it as easy for them as possible. And it's not just enough to say, oh, I have Klaviyo. It's like, do you have Klaviyo? And have you set up the things inside of Klaviyo that will make you successful? Yeah, browse abandonment too, right? Mm -hmm. Browse abandonment as well. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. When somebody's looked at something, they're already on your email list. The number one thing you can do to get a sale is get them back fast. And if you set up that automation, that's your best chance at getting them back fast. But I think while we're on the topic of, of conversion, we would really be not giving everybody what they need unless we talked about giving people a reason to buy now. Setting up events and promotions, they don't always have to be discounts, but the number one thing I see is people just kind of like float around out there thinking if I get people to my site, they'll buy. And and some will for sure, but giving people a reason, a deadline, some scarcity, some urgency, some amazing event, like putting together a package of a few products, serving it up to people and saying, this is available until September 30th, or there are only a hundred of these available. We have to learn that part of what we do is to think about how we give people reasons to buy. Agreed? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I think that's, that's one of the things in the inner circle that's really helpful too, is like, ideas and strategies beyond the discount? How do you get people engaged with your product? And how do you get them to, to desire it, to want it? You know, so. And to take action, to click that mm-hmm. button. And so, you know, obviously this is a big part of what we do in our training, but if you're, for somebody who is not ready to, to be a part of that, where do you find those things? I feel like you find them in your inbox. 
Yeah, definitely. You know, inbox, right? Mm-hmm. Set up a special category of, and they're all in your promotions folder from Gmail, <laughs> but watch what other companies do and think about how they have given you a reason to buy now. Because it can't always be a discount because that attracts a certain kind of person that that will wait then for your next discount. So how do other companies mix it up really well and give their audience a reason to buy this month and then a reason to buy again next month and a reason to buy next January? That's super important. And so when you think about that as part of your overall strategy, don't discount the fact that you need to find creative ways to uh, create exclusivity, urgency, and scarcity. And one thing I would say too, is I love that idea about the promotions folder. I actually drag over every time I open an email from a retailer, I put it in a box in one of my folders. And the reason being, it's like they did something in the subject line that made me open it. And there's tons that I never open because they don't intrigue me or I'm not interested in that brand anymore. But if it actually gets me to open it, it goes into that folder that I call good subject lines. And when I'm stuck on a subject line, I'll just pop in there and I'll see if it's a new release, if it's something like you said, scarcity, you know, only a few left, or maybe it's something cool like a collaboration, you know, it's like brand X brand. And I know, oh, wow, they're doing something cool. Who's that? You know, who are they partnered up with? So I'll look at all of those when I get stuck on subject lines. Yeah, so good. So I can you think of anything else when people are at the conversion stage? I mean, you are the conversion coach, so you have seen it all. I'm thinking that those are the biggies. No plan. They have a poor, like they don't, they don't get the data they need from their email service provider. They're in their own way because they're telling themselves they don't know what to say in an email. They don't have automation set up and they aren't giving people a reason to buy. So that's a laundry list. But is there anything else that people can do that you see all the time that most people aren't doing, but they could do and it would help them get more conversions? Got it? I think, well, I think the other one that's important is, you know, when we talk, we didn't talk that much about social media. But I think just understanding how often you have to post because reach and engagement are so down. Now, I'll hear a lot like, oh, yeah, I post once a week or, you know, (laughs) that's not enough. You really have to post probably once a day. And the other one, when you're at the conversion stage, it's, again, something a little bit technical. But I would say make sure you have an app like Judge Me or Yotpo, or one of those to collect reviews. Because honestly, one of the most valuable things you can have on your website are reviews. People want to hear, are they nosy? They want to hear what other people have to say about it. And those apps make it super easy. They automate the whole process. After someone gets their order, they get an email asking for a review. Yeah. Install that app. It's free. Make sure it's turned on. And, and also use that those reviews for content. I use those for social media content. I use those for emails, you know, hear what our customers have to say or our number one selling product. And then I'll put the product and then I'll put one of my best reviews for that product. Those are the kind of things that help you at that conversion stage, bringing people back, creating that interest for your product. That's really good. Actually, you're so right. And I think about my own behavior and whether I'm on Wayfair or Amazon or BRBO or any of those things, one of the first things I do after I find something that is visually appealing to me is that I I go check the reviews. I do want to hear that, you know, what the other people felt about the product when they got it. So, so important. Really, really good. Thank you for this. Yeah. Yeah. No, this was a, this was a fun chat. I'm glad yeah. we got to talk through these. Yeah. I mean, they, they're fundamentals, but they're fundamentals that are not, they're not clear or intuitive. Like, like you said, no one publishes this. There's no easy guidebook to, these are the things that you need to get started. Eight. Instead, they focus on these big, huge, momentous strategies and long-term strategies that are not available to those of us who are bootstrapped, working part-time, maybe homeschooling, who knows? figuring out whether they got to wear a mask today. Who knows what it is? But but what we are looking for is the things that will help us right now. And the fastest way 
to get those things. So what I would suggest you all do, if you got some value from this, go back and listen to it again and make some notes about the things, you know, think about what stage you're at. We actually have a quiz and I have to think about where it is. I should have done that before we started recording, but I feel like it's on, on our website, on the socialsalesgirls.com. It'll help you decide what stage you're at. I know we definitely have it inside of the inner circle so that we can put it in the show notes. Maybe that's a good idea. We'll put it. Thank you. Thank you for that. But do some thinking about really what stage you're at and then, what we've talked about, what is the work that you should focus on right now that's going to get you your results the fastest? I want you to really onboard that. Now, if you want to join us in the inner circle, we are open. So as we're recording this, we'll be open from September 15th uh, to the 19th, accepting new members. Then we're going to shut the doors down again and help those people get results. If you're interested, there's no better time to get going because it, it just doesn't happen naturally. And it's, I even think about this sometimes, and certainly as I was building the social sales girls, but pretty much with anything, I just want someone to tell me what to do. I'm smart, I can figure it out, but I just need a little help. I agree. (laughs) And there's, yeah, there's a lot of help in the inner circle. So yeah, it's the place to go. (laughs) Thank you so much, my friend. Thank you for everything you do for me, but also for, for all the amazing people that you help every every week so good and you have such great stories uh, of how people have turned things around and really moved the needle it's it's really rewarding for me to hear about it too great yeah no I love it it's it's a joy to do every day and I love meeting new members and I hope one day I get to meet some of the people listening to this podcast so that'd be great and maybe one day we'll all get together in person (laughs) on the horizon (laughs) listen thanks for listening guys Uh, we'll see you next week I hope you got some value from this and uh, let us know we're here let us know let let us know your thoughts we'll see you soon hey listen if you like what we're working on here at the roadmap to 50k and it's helping you get clarity on your next steps I think you really have to check out our inner circle You know, it is just an amazing place to learn how to build your business the right way. And you get to do it with a wonderful group of store owners that support each other and will cheer you on. You know, in the inner circle, our only purpose is to help our members get results. And because of that, we actually have dedicated coaches that are fully trained and available to work one-on-one with you. And we offer that to our members at crazy affordable prices because I know that sometimes you just need a little extra help to get past a roadblock so that you can move on and make progress again. So if this sounds good to you, I want you to head on over to the socialsalesgirls.com forward slash inner dash circle and get on the wait list. We will send you a lesson so that you can see what's waiting for you on the inside. And we'll also invite you to join us the next time we are open to take new members. So listen, friends, that's all. Thank you so much for spending your time with me. And I will see you next week.